Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action helping others and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We have a, a second part to our show we started yesterday about the seven-step listing process. I'm going to share with you guys a little bit of a, a slice of a coaching call I had today. This was with a really fantastic agent who I've coached for a long time. And he, is, he was telling me about all of his challenges in his business. And I could hear in his voice a little bit of a heightened sense of, uh, you know, just it was under more stress than normal. And so I started to dig in a little bit, and I found out what he started to describe to me was on like five or six different deals, basically, he's what I call in the middle. So he's in the midst of, in the middle, crossing from one, you know, trying to get the deals done. But also there was another uh, thing that was transcending in his business and really on his personal life. I know I'm kind of using a, a woo-woo word, but just bear with me where he was starting to become recognized in his marketplace as being the dominant agent. So he'd gone from obscurity, say, four or five years ago, to now becoming the dominant agent in one of the most uh, competitive, just most desirable places in the world in this particular market. So he has not yet caught up to the idea emotionally that the, his competitors are seeing him as the big dog now. <laughs> and that was kind of an interesting thing because he and I were able to kind of look back together over the past four or five years and see all the growth and see all the processes and see all the things we, he had to learn and frankly relearn and relearn again. All those types of experiences that are necessary for him to get to the position now where he's, he's literally doing battle with some of the most uh, just dug in, entrenched, frankly wealthiest agents in the world. And he is right there with them and he's beating them. But he lost the listing, or he's, 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 uh, it's contentious on this listing, because he made, he's starting to make little tiny mistakes. And in, it, these are the types of mistakes you make when you're in the middle. And this is what I'm going to try to draw my point to a close here so Julie can get back to her points. He made a mistake, and this is a mistake, of A, telling a seller the exact price before he had the listing contract signed because he was being, being a little bit uh, assumptive and didn't fully pre-qualify prior to the appointment. Obviously, I had beaten on him for years to pre-qualify. He'd gotten to the point where he's taking these listings and not having to really compete as much as possible. So he's gotten kind of lackadaisical in his uh, willingness or his remembering of asking all the important pre-qualifying questions. He stopped using the actual pre-qualifying outline um, form that we created that's on the Harris Learning website. He stopped following all the rules, basically. And then as a result of that, he's, he's making mistakes. And one of the mistakes he made was he didn't know what um, – he, was, he didn't know if he was competing. He didn't know who he was competing against. And most importantly, he didn't realize that he was competing at all. So he went out there, and he told the seller this price that was a great, absolutely cause-it-to-sell price. She was significantly more 
uh, than what was currently listed. This was the listing that was, you know, basically there was a big, you guys get the point. And so he had to really, really grind it out and, and prove the point about the value and whatnot. But then what he didn't realize is not know if he was competing and there was another realtor that was riding on his coattails with him doing all this work about getting it priced. And all she really has to do is sneak in there and basically say, well, it shouldn't be that price. It should be this price, which is slightly more. And if all things being equal, the seller is obviously going to think, well, I might as well go with the higher price. And, uh, you know, Mr. Agent doesn't believe in my house as much as this other agent does. Kinds of psychology that's associated with this sort of thing. And so the moral of the story is, is one of the things we teach you guys is never tell the seller the price. You can give them price you can give them a price range, but never tell them a price unless you're absolutely positive you're getting the contract signed or it is signed. When you're in a competitive situation in a transit in a market that's like this, what Julie and I call a phase two market, you cannot give them the price because the price itself will then become the bat that your competitor beats you with. Do not give them price unless you're signing the listing contract. Up until that point, you can give them a price range, and we give you scripts to make it so that you're like, Mr. Seller, listen, I, the property is worth, I'll just make up a number, guys. It's going to be worth, let's say the market value of the property uh, based on your CMA is $4.99, right? And so this is what you'll say to a seller if you know you're competing, if you know you're competing against agents that might try to buy the listing. Mr. Seller, in this market, because things are changing so quick based on what's currently for sale, your property could be worth anywhere from, say, 485 to maybe all the way up to 520 It just really depends on the exact day we put the house on the market. But I'll tell you this, thing, this for sure. This is a fantastic property. I'm looking forward to you hiring me for the job of selling your house, and I'm very confident we can get this property sold for you and meet your deadlines and your, moving, uh, and your goals as far as moving on to the next property. That's it. That's all you say. Unless you're for sure getting the listing, otherwise your competitor is going to go in there and they're going to tell them a higher number and they're going to weasel the listing out of you. This is what happens in a phase two market. So there is number one thing that he let get by him, and I want you guys all not to make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. Now here's the other thing that was happening. When you get more plates spinning, when you get more balls in the air, you have to adjust your tolerance to not getting results as quick as you'd like. In a market like this, there's going to be a lot more consternation. There's going to be a lot more buyers thinking about it. The processes are going to slow down. The sellers are going to waffle. Am I selling it too low? There's all these emotional things that basically cloud people's abilities to make quick decisions. And they're even going to be more so because, and again, a lot of these markets you guys are entering into, not true with Manhattan, not true with some of these other markets. Those folks are already in a firm stage level, you know, phase three market where it's absolutely positive that it's a buyer's market, at least in most of these markets, that's the way it is. Obviously, there's pockets where it's not so true. But in most of the country right now, we're in, in a phase two market where the prices are adjusting, where the sellers are just waking up to realize that maybe the properties aren't worth as much as they are. This is the opportunity for agents to have skills because if you know how to price things correctly, if you know how to go after expires, if you know how to have conversations that other agents won't, you're going to get the results that they never could. This goes, and by the way, go back and listen to the series of podcasts Julie and I did on the different phases of the real estate reset, and just go to um, timandjulieharris.com and just put in the word reset into the search bar, which is in the upper right of the screen with a little, uh, you know, hourglass or the little looking glasses and magnifying glass, and then you'll find the series of four podcasts. We also include the notes from our show, so you guys can literally listen to what we said and then use the notes 
to outline conversations you should be having with your future and current clients with regards to what's going on in the market right now. We cut through all the BS for you so you can have the actual tools that you need, and that's free. Just go to timandjulieharris.com. But here's what was my point to him, and I want to make this point to all of you so you're very clear. Very clear. The more successful you become, the more tolerant you have to be to uh, ha- having delayed results. The longer periods of time you're going to have to go through doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level before you actually have success. That is the nature of any kind of, uh, you know, essentially ascension in terms of success. You are going to ha- when you first start lifting weights, many of you, myself included, will see results right away. Your, your muscles will go like from, you know, nothing to something, and you'll be like, well, that's great. And then what happens is your muscles level out. So you'll go to a point where your muscles will build to a certain level, and you'll get stronger, and you might show some more definition. And then just doing that same exercise, you're not going to see any gain from it. You're going to have to change up what you're doing. Any of you guys who have ever you know, gone to the gym, you know what I'm talking about. Well, when you're dealing in business and you're dealing with wealth creation, it becomes even more true. You're going to have to deal with longer periods of time before you see the results. And that's what he was experiencing. So he's got like six or eight different things going on, and they're all going on simultaneously. And they're all feeling like they're taking more work because they are. They're all feeling like they're taking more hand-holding because they are. But what I'm telling you all is that is normal, and you have to expect it. So you have to mentally know that that's what you're going to be experiencing, and you have to emotionally prepare yourself by just reminding yourself this is just normal. This is a normal process of things in a changing market. This is the normal process of things, and and remind yourself one of the advantages to basically being in a changing market like this, hearing what I just said, knowing what you now know, is that your competitors won't, so they're going to get burned out. They're going to get frustrated. They're going to expect instant results. I was having a fun conversation with one of our friends at Douglas Elliman yesterday in Manhattan. Very hard to work expires, a lot of co-ops. You know, the market up there, you know, in Manhattan itself is a parallel universe. No real MLS. Street Easy is about the best they get. Douglas Elliman has something called Limo. But I asked, was talking to them about expires because we've had coaching clients up there that work them. And um, you know, I was just working on different strategies because we're going up there next week so I can kind of tell the audience basically so they can go after expires. And it was funny, the attitude was nobody works expires because there's no central MLS and there's this, the other thing. So I kept on asking and asking, knowing I had clients up there that worked expires. And then one of them told me, one of the managers told me, well, there is this gal, and she's pretty much the top dog in the office, one of the top agents at all of Douglas Holman. And what she does is she works the expires. And I go, oh, yes, let's talk about that. And she does exactly what the other agents won't do, but for her to get the information about the expired listings takes a little bit more work. But she has virtually no competition when she gets there for the solicitations. And that's, what's the, that's the point. So she was willing to dig in. She was willing to drill down. She was willing to stay focused for longer periods of time, figure it out where other agents gave up too quick. And as a result of that, it's a massive honey hole for her. And you guys could create similar things. Julie, does all this make sense? Are you experiencing similar things yeah. with your top agents? Absolutely. Absolutely. And isn't it interesting that – when you get to that next level and you have that great momentum and you're handling more listings than ever before, that, you know, the stages of learning where you go from formulation to concentration and then momentum and then breakthrough, momentum is what you want. Everybody thinks breakthrough is what you want, but you want to keep in momentum because if you don't, it's easy to slide back on your skill. Now, agents always blame it on being too busy and all that kind of stuff, but in, in fact, it's like a whole other form of laziness, Right. 
not calling all of your sellers. If you've got 15 active sellers, yeah, that's harder, and you're going to be more likely to avoid that, which will then cause other problems for you. You know, not sending your pre-listing package every time, not pre-qualifying people every time. And you're right. The up-and-coming agents who are just finding their momentum will absolutely sniff that out and use your price against you, use the fact that you showed up late against you, that you didn't send a pre-listing package because you figured you had it in the bag. It's like there's this danger zone when you get into that momentum. And I see agents hitting it early this year, and you have to be really, really frosty on this if you want to keep your momentum and not fall backwards. Because what happens is when you get off your game, you can, have, you can fall all the way back into that whole formulation beginning part of mastery, which is getting ready to get started, and that's when people call us and they want to start coaching because they're, quote, stuck. We don't want you to get stuck. We want you to keep moving, keep those gears moving. And it's things like, you know, giving the price too soon and sticking to it. That's a mistake. And all the other stuff that we've talked about. So this brings us right back to the thing that will catch you on all this. We've got your back. It's called the seven-step listing process. Do it the same way every single time and you won't slide. I always think about when I was learning how to drive, Tim, and my dad, you know, which was not the most fun for me to learn how to drive with him, but uh, there is something that he said that uh, stuck. He said, whenever you come to a stop sign, count to three. And I'm like, why? I just stopped. Why, you know, what's the deal? And he said, as long as you are always coming to a stop sign, you count to three, you will never be accused of a rolling stop. You'll never mistakenly blow through a stop sign because you do it the same way every time. It's simplifying the process. And listings are the same way. So yesterday, we started talking about the different steps. Step one, and we elaborated on this, so I'm just going to reiterate the steps so we can tie this together. Number one was, of course, to generate the lead in the first place. Then number two was to follow up with urgency using our furiously fast lead follow-up rules. Premier Coaching Clients, you know what I'm talking about. And then step number three was pre-qualify for motivation and time frame. We talked about the things that you better know before you show up because those are the mistakes you can make, like seller's time frame and motivation. Are they also buying? Are they speaking with other agents? If so, how many? Who are they? How did they decide? That question by itself is one that's most avoided. Agents, <laughs> this always cracks me up. You guys will use the excuse that you don't want to ask if they're talking to anybody else because you don't want to suggest the possibility of them talking to somebody else. As if they don't already drive past a million realtor signs in their you know, on their drive-to-work billboards and for sale signs in their neighborhood. But Julie, you have but to Julie, know. Julie, yeah. the, but it's how they ask, right? Mr. Seller, it's been my experience when, when I'm called out on a listing appointment. Most sellers uh, end up hiring me for the job of selling their home. But out of curiosity, were you speaking to any other agents? So these are all Perfect. conversation outlines or what ooh, boo hiss scripts that you guys might want to consider using that will save you from, that will save you from uh, your own frankly, fear of asking questions that might create uh, objections. And then I want to take a sidestep here real quick. Part of the pre-listing pack, and you guys have to be using it, it's included in the Premier Coaching Program. If you're planning on doing anything with listings this year and you don't have our pre-listing pack, you're making a massive mistake. The pre-listing pack is designed to do 99% of the heavy lifting for you. So by the time you get to the listing presentation, you're going to have all the sellers, all the big seller questions that you're living in fear of being asked will have been answered. For example, what are you going to do differently for me? Why should I hire you? How long have you been in the business? What is your marketing plan? What is your list to sell price ratio? And about 100 other really, really, really tough questions that are, again, the very questions that many of you are fearful of ever being asked, and that is your excuse to not actually chase the listings, okay? Be very clear about that. 
you are hiding behind buyers and buying buyer leads, which is something that weak agents do because you are fearful of going into a listing presentation, being asked a question that will put you back on your heels and essentially cause you to basically fumble, right? I get it. That's the reason we developed the pre-listing pack. It is 100% proven to work in all markets and all price ranges. You get it as part of premier coaching. One of the things in the pre-listing pack and coaching clients, I know sometimes you guys forget to use this. Julie, what's the name of this silly thing? The, um, the 20 questions, you, you need to rename the that on the website. Survival guide. Seller's Survival Guide. Can you, pl- can you do me a favor and write it down to rename that? It's a terrible name you for that page, honestly. tell me what page, honestly. Okay, just Seller Interview Questions. Some, make, say it okay. what it is. We don't have to have a, mar- a clever marketing name for it. All right, on the website, just tell, mar- tell our tech team to change that. So what this is, is it's included with the pre-listing pack. And in the pre-listing pack, when they open it, there's going to be a list of uh, 20 questions. You can make it 10 questions. You can make it five questions. But these are the toughest, ugliest, hardest questions that we ever had asked of us or we ever even being heard asked of any seller to any potential listing agent. We wrote all these questions down, and what you're doing is you're giving that to the seller. You're giving the toughest questions you never want asked of yourself. But here's how Julie and I formatted that page. There's the que- just, just visually see this, okay? There's 20 questions. And then the questions have underneath them where you're supposed to put the answer based on your MLS statistics. For example, what's, the list of, what's your list-to-sell price ratio? Maybe this is a question that a seller is asking your potential competitor. What's your list-to-sell price ratio? And then underneath it, it says, in our MLS or in our, you know, our board, if you're in Manhattan, you're going to have to say something else, but you get the idea. The average list-to-sell price ratio, and I remember what, the, what it was for Columbus when Julie and I sold real estate there, it was 97.4%. So the average list-to-sell price ratio in uh, the Columbus Board of Realtors is 97.4%. Tim and Julie's average list-to-sell price ratio is 99.7%. What would 3% difference mean to you when selling your home? You guys get it? So what these are, and underneath it was a little space where the seller then, having asked the question of your, your competitor, is going to write down what the other agent says. Now, the, every single question is the worst possible question that you'd ever want to have asked of you, and they're all designed to show the seller that the other agent doesn't know the answers because there's very maybe they'll know what a list they'll even know what a list of sell price ratio is. Most agents, most agents won't know what's the you know, like one of the questions is what's the um, absorption rate for homes like mine uh, in the, the in my in a thirty area a thirty mile or in like a ten mile circumference of my property. They're not going to know. But if you did a CMA, you're going to know. If you don't know what absorption, uh, the absorption rate is, you need to you know, learn that from Premier Coaching. But these are all the tough questions. All the stuff, basically, is designed. All the questions are designed that if, if you're competing, the seller is going to ask your competitor those questions. They're going to quickly see that the other agent cannot answer the questions, or they're going to see that, frankly, the other agent is making up their answers because they can't answer the questions. For example, that's the reason – that we always have in the Columbus Board of Realtors, the average list sell price ratio is 97.3% or whatever it was, because we want the seller to see what the truth is, see what the average is. And if the other agent comes up with some crazy answer, which most of them will because they won't be prepared, the seller's going to know right away that that other agent was just winging it, which is a nice way of saying making it up. You guys get the point here? This is what competition is all about. This, is there, is no, there is no ev- – <laughs> There is no, that's right, there is no everyone's a winner when it comes to taking a listing. There's one winner, there's one signature that goes on a contract. You either win it or you don't. 
There's no second place when it comes to competing on listings. You either win or you don't, and we want you to win. This is the reality of life. This is how everything works. It's not touchy-feely and woo-woo. When you're going into battle, you have to be prepared for battle, and so many of you aren't. And so many of you who have only been selling real estate since 2011, who have never had to sell in a transitioning market, let alone a buyer's market, you are used to taking listings based on your social centers of influence, class clients, and all that good stuff. But what you don't realize is they realize that the market shifted, and they are going to start insisting on interviewing people that they not only know and like, which is many of you, but also the ones that they perceive to be the real dominant dinosaurs in the market, the real you know, frankly, the real tigers, the people that they know can get the job done. Is that you? Maybe it is. Maybe you're both. Maybe you're friends and family, and you happen to be the kick-butt agent in the marketplace. But chances are you're not. Chances are you're the friend, and then you're going to lose these listings to these people that you have known forever, sit next to in church, and you're going to wonder why. It's because the other agent came in with a professional approach. Guys, this is the time to get your skills on. This is all included in Premier Coaching. If you want to learn more about Premier Coaching, which obviously you do, Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, or you can just email me directly at tim at timandjulieharris.com. Next point, Julie. Yes, well, it all ties together because step number four is send the pre-listing package. Always send your powerful, proven pre-listing package before every listing appointment. No exceptions. Use a courier if you must. Have a digital and a hard copy. Warning, just because no one in your office does it does not make it right. It just makes it more important and obvious why you'll stand out and be the one and that takes all the listings. Take your time. Make your pre-listing package shine. It's one of the most important tools that you'll ever use. So there's two parts to this. Some of you guys don't do it because you don't believe that everybody does it, so you don't do it, which is a totally lame excuse and not acceptable. Others of you, the next part of this is, well, I just use the one that my office gave me, which means you're using exactly what everybody else in your office uses and what makes you different. The point of the pre-listing package is to show what makes you different. Look at it this way. Why is it that sellers go after your commission sometimes? It's because they don't know any other way to level the playing field other than maybe price. That's it. So when you send your pre-listing package and you show what makes you different and what gives you value, you're going to stop getting that question. It just makes sense. But that's why sellers do it. They don't know what else to ask until you educate them. So step number five. This is an easy one. Confirm the appointment. Always confirm and always show up, even if you just left a message of confirmation. When you call to confirm, ask if they received the pre-listing package and that they opened it. Some of you that are nervous about listings, if you call to confirm and they don't answer, you don't go. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. It's like you're looking for an out. Remember, always confirm and always show up, even if you're leaving them a message. Um, if something else happens, you can always reschedule, but that's important. And you're going to make sure that they not just got the pre-listing package, but they opened it. All right, point number six, present. This is step number six. It's showtime. Here are your, your points in your system to remember every time, even those of you who are slammed right now with momentum. Remember that, quote, presenting begins at the time you convert the prospect from a prospect into an appointment. The better you are from the beginning, the higher chance you have of actually taking the listing. Next, use our powerful improving listing presentation. Don't just wing it. Even with past clients and people in your sphere, referrals, what you believe to be slam dunk appointments, they deserve your utmost respect, not your skipping of steps. And, you know, if you think it's painful to lose one that you thought you had in the bag when you were competing, it's even more painful when it was one that you were pretty sure about because they're a past client 
and you lost it to somebody else that was more frosty than you. Those are extra painful. Don't have to go through that to make these changes. So <clears throat> here's another point that I think helps, especially in a changing market. Preview the competition and pending listings to be as accurate as possible in your pricing. Remember that pricing it right in the first place prevents you from having to deal with reduction conversations later. Now, sometimes you have time to actually preview in person. Other times you have to do it online. I am keeping it realistic. But you need to be able to have the conversation when you're presenting your CMA that I just wanted to let you know that I took all of yesterday afternoon to preview your competition as well as what you would have been competing with that's now pending so that I have a very clear picture of how your home stands up in that lineup of homes that buyers are going to look at. Has anyone else that you're talking to previewed all of your competition? The answer will always be no. You always have a leg up, and your pricing will be more accurate. Next point on the presentation, know what's most important to the homeowner. Do not assume you know, and do not assume that it's always about price. Many sellers have said, yes, obviously I want the, the highest price I can get, but for us, it's more important for us to relocate as a family and not to split this up. It's more important for me to be able to close on my new construction home on time. There's other factors in place. Single guys, I got to keep my stainless steel refrigerator, the pool table, and the hot tub. You know, different things for different people. You have to ask that. Don't assume. I know that some people teach you cookie cutter listings all the time. Everybody wants exactly the same thing. And yes, there are very uh, similar repetitive questions that you're going to get, and you're going to follow a basic pattern. But on top of that, the icing on the cake is making sure that you know what's most important to them. And that's one of the things that we teach you in Premier Coaching is exactly how to do that. Step number seven is close. Remember ABC, always be closing. This is a step. This is a other than generating the lead in the first place, this is the most important step. Some of you guys have really gotten your presentation game on. You've got a kick-ass pre-listing package. You even pre-qualify, and you can present like crazy. But you wig out when it's time to close, and you find yourself walking out the door going, okay, I'll follow up in a couple days. Nice meeting you. Then you find out somebody else who did close got the listing away from you. So always be closing, but know how to use soft closes, direct closes, and don't walk out the door saying, okay, I'll follow up in a while. Instead, leave with signed documents in one step whenever possible. The definition of close is that it's the logical ending to a great presentation. It's far easier to close when you've actually followed all of the previous steps and actually had a great presentation. Don't drop the ball so once guys, you get the listen. listing. You're still presenting. Go ahead, Tim, and I'll give so you a do have, I'll turn it over to you. We, we have the listing presentation, which is part of uh, – obviously, we teach as part of Premier Coaching. So the listing presentation is on the website. The Sharpie Close, make sure you're studying that. Um, the Sharpie Close is actually designed to do all the you know, closing for you. And our famous close script is, okay, let's get the paperwork out of the way. That's it. After you sent the pre-listing pack, after you've given them all the information, and after you followed our listing presentation, the listing presentation itself, being in their house, you know, if you're real social and you want to gab forever, then you know, forget what I'm about to say. But the listing presentation generally won't even last 30 minutes. Most of you will be in and out in 20 because it's going to be the natural end to a you know, great presentation. It's going to be the conclusion that started, of the whole presentation that actually started on your first contact when you pre-qualified them. When you pre-qualified them, that's when you actually started presenting. When you sent the pre-listing pack, the pre-listing pack was doing most of the selling for you. 
the script, the outline, the questions, everything that we talked about, that's doing most of the work for you. So by the time you get to the house, you're going to have to talk about uh, answer whatever lingering questions they might have, which might be none, by the way. And that's the whole point of using our Sharpie clothes. Make sure you're studying that coaching clients on the website. The Sharpie close is going to get you into the end zone. Make sure you follow the whole listing process. It's very simple. There's no, there's no Jedi mind tricks in our listing presentation. There's, no, there's nothing that's hard or difficult. Or there's nothing in it that you guys can't master on your first listing presentation. So simple. So follow the listing process as we've described it, as we've created it, and you're going to walk out the listing contract. You're going to walk out the listing contract even when you're competing against some of the most grizzled veterans in your marketplace. We get emails. We read them to you. Uh, posts on our private Facebook page. We read those to you often as well from brand new agents who are able to kick the biggest grizzled veteran in their marketplaces, but because they followed our listing presentation. This is real. If you guys are looking for, and all of you should be, an unfair advantage in your marketplace, then you have to be using something that you know is going to get you there. Be aggressive. It's already February. Soon it's going to be June, and then it will be the end of the year again. That's how fast the year goes by. Get your game on, guys. It's absolutely showtime, and you absolutely must be taking the actions, maybe the very actions that you've been procrastinating taking. It's time. And some of you, you've known this. You've been listening to us for how long, and you haven't actually done anything with this information we're giving you? We're just entertaining you. We're motivating you. I appreciate all that. That's nice. But, guys, we're doing this to get you into action. That's the whole damn point to get you into action so you can be in a position to help people and so you can make money. If you can make money, then you could spoil yourself and the people that you love. Guys, drill down. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. If there's anything we can do for you, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. If you need either of us for anything, we read and respond to all of our own emails. Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com for a free coaching call. Just go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.